Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed al-Rimawi. I would like to welcome my listeners on the AM dial and those who will join us later on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian struggle in English language. And in this episode, we will talk more about the UN report on the apartheid in Palestine and more. So for this, stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Good morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And uh, I would like also to mention that uh, Robert is not with us uh, this week. He will be with us in a couple of weeks, maybe. We should mention that our international Palestine Remembered correspondent is in Washington. Yes. Uh, protesting the APAC, the Australia Israel, no, America Israel. Yeah, uh, the American Israel uh, Public, APAC, Public, Public Affairs, Affairs Committee. The lobby. The, the Israel lobby in the yeah. United States. So he's there in Washington in solidarity with those activists protesting. And he better lobby. come back uh, with good uh, interviews. We're, we're looking Otherwise, we'll them. rethink his contract. <laughs> so uh, what do we have today, Nasser? I, I think we should just continue to talk about that uh, very impressive UN report that they published following our apartheid show, number Absolutely. one. Yep. So we want to take credit for that. I also uh, uh, really want to say that this has been one of the greatest uh, knowledge-based legacies that we activists or pro-Palestine or any uh, supporter of the Palestinian cause can have because it talks about figures, talks about facts, talks about uh, statistics, and it leaves very, uh, if any, room for the uh, apologists. Yeah, it leaves no room. It leaves mm. no room, and we're going to. I want to talk. We're going to talk about uh, Rima Khalif and and her resignation following the publication of this report, and the pressure she was under from the the Secretary General and so the pressure start, he got. Let's start from scratch. For those who don't know about the report, um, the report was released two weeks ago. Yes, and it uh, is by a UN body in West Asia <coughs> called Excuse the Economic me. and Social Commission for Western Asia. And it clearly states that uh, Israel is an apartheid, uh, has maintained... Correct. uh, That it is guilty of practicing apartheid in hmm. Israel-Palestine, 
A, and B, most importantly for activists like ourselves, it actually pressures world governments to hold Israel to account and says that we should boycott, divest, and sanction this country, rogue state, until it complies with international law. Mm. Um, so one of the things, interestingly, about the report, and you know, Israel will talk, keep talking about Israel wanting to be legitimate. It wants to be New Zealand, Canada, Australia, you know, another one of these colonialist outposts that is normal in the eyes of the world. But when you re- get into the report, um, you know, Israeli apologists, they want to, they're very desperate to move the question uh, uh, and discussion about Zionism and it being a racist ideology away, yeah? So everything is about um, Israel being a democracy, Arabs get to vote, but let's not talk about Zionism, yeah? And we know what Zionism is. In fact, it is racism. As the United Nations decided in 1975, UN Resolution 3379, um, that was repealed later on, we know, and, you know, I'm happy to talk about the reasons they... That they were pressured to withdraw it for the same uh, reason that they pressured to withdraw this current report. Absolutely, no but like you said, uh, 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 Zionism is racism. Zionism is racism, and and it, the report talks about apartheid and it being there, but it also talks about the the essential racist character of the state, and and this is the 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 fundamental failing of this. And I want to quote this, just a paragraph from the report. It says. Israel has designed its domestic governance in such a way as to ensure that the state upholds and promotes Jewish nationalism. The Jewish people, the term Jewish people in a political Zionist thought is used to claim the right to self-determination. The quest of an ethnic or racial group for its own state amounts to a national project. And so Israeli institutions designed to preserve Israel as a Jewish state are referred to in this report as Jewish national institutions. And one of the you know, most marked contributions within this report, and it talks about the Israeli Lands Authority, the ILA, and it's charged with the responsibility of administrating, administering the land in accordance with the JNF, the Jewish National Funds yeah. Covenant, mm. which requires that all land be held into perpetuity for the Jewish people. Now, that um, means that if you are... Uh, a Palestinian, your village is now part of the, the, the state of Israel that you're ethnically cleansed from. That land has been seized by the state, given to the Jewish uh, National Fund, and from that to the Israeli Lands Authority. And it, the ILA operates within the, the World Zionist Organization Charter, and its sole job is to hold that into perpetuity. 93% of the state of Israel, as it is within the Green Line, is exclusively for Jews. So 20% of the Palestinians who live within, uh, 20% of the population of the state of Israel is Palestinian, as we know. Mm. One-fifth of the population. That will be Muslim, Christians, Druze, Anyone Arabs in general. Everyone who celebrates God on Friday, Sunday, or chooses not to celebrate God, who doesn't do it on Saturday, um, are precluded from purchasing, participating in, living on, Even though they from. hold Israeli citizenship. Well, in this democracy, they get to vote. You, yeah? you would think. But they can't access those lands. So the report talks about that. And, and when you extrapolate what that report is talking about, intrinsically it's saying that Zionism is racism. Let's not talk... Okay, apartheid's been going on, as we know, since word dot, yeah, in the state of Israel. Uh, Nasser, before you go on, I want to just, on the issue of uh, J and F... Uh, mentioned that uh, they hold a gala dinner every year in Melbourne and I think also in Sydney where they raise funds 
to this particular project, to the Jewish-only uh, projects that excludes uh, um, indigenous, in, Palestinians. indigenous Palestinians. Yeah. And we seem to be participants in that somehow because yeah. we're talking about Australian dollars that are tax-deductible. De- yeah. And uh, the Zionists, whether from the members of the Jewish community of Australia or not, uh, ch- choose to go there and actually raise funds for this uh, ra- they, they racist ra- yeah, project. Yeah. They raise tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars that um, should be part of the Australian economy. That money is sent from Australia to Israel. Mm. A first world country, yeah, made the desert bloom, all of those lies that they keep uh, perpetuating about the state of Israel. Um, that money leaves the Australian economy. These Australians who make a donation to the JNF get a tax deduction, so further money removed from mm. the economy, to procure lands in the state of Israel for the sole use of Jews into perpetuity. And we've got to remember, one of the great projects of the JNF is um, uh, what they do is they plant trees over the ruins of Palestinian villages mm. to, in an endeavor to wipe the memories of the land from uh, from the indigenous people to remove them, any trace of them, and to hide the crime from their own constituency. And those um, forests, JNF forests, are named after um, Zionist visionaries, like the John Howard Forest, mm. yeah, and mm. the, and the Harper Forest from Canada. These mm. are, you know, uh, Australian, Canada, uh, Canadian, the, the strongest supporters of Israel. Just uh, you know, form, <coughs> former prime ministers of Australia and Canada, and. Uh, members of colonialist enterprises themselves who have had forests named after them for their support of the wonderful work of the State of Israel. And and it doesn't take a Palestinian to just refuse that. I mean, anyone with a common sense, with the minimum level of uh, definition of justice, yeah. should not accept that. Well, I mean, not. you have taken over the land, you have kicked... Uh, out the owners of the land and you denied them entry and now we're entering the 70th year of mm-hmm. that and you have changed the name of the place and you built on the ruins of their memory and deserted and uh, on, on, on their memories and on their lands and you're giving it uh, another name and, and, and with, we, with, interna- with international money. Well, international money. The JNF has a you know, tax deductibility status in, in all of the Western world. Mm. It's not just Australia that's complicit. The JNF is tax deductible in, in, in England, in the United States. South Africa. South Africa. Mm. I mean, all of these are you know, bastions of um, uh, colonialism. No, it's a sin, and we, you know we we should we should the Australian. It's a very important, be it's a very important topic. We will definitely elaborate on JNF later. But back to the apartheid uh, yeah. report. Well, so so coming back to that, one of the things you know that we we uh, uh, constantly fight against, and and as as humanists and uh, activists, we we are. It's very important for us to differentiate and delineate the difference between Zionism, which is a racist ideology, a sickness. As as uh, apartheid was, and as uh, you know, the Jim Crow laws of South, uh, South of in the United States, Zionism, the sickness, and Judaism, which is a religion. Of course, it's very. Important. And we don't need to remind our listeners that uh, lots of uh, Jews from within, whether Israeli Jews or non-Israeli Jews, are standing up against this uh, um, level of racism. And um, when we talk about uh, JNF, uh, I want to talk about a project that was led by uh, South African Jews 
to basically travel the world and talk to the Jewish community uh, about the danger of supporting JNF yeah. and about the, the 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 seat that they are going through by doing so. And that was led and implemented and uh, uh, championed. championed purely by Jews. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, Zionists are endeavoring to conflate the two. For a real Zionist, what they want to do is say, if you're anti-Zionist, you're anti-Semitic. And if they conflate the two, they can marginalize the activist, put you in a box and say, well, you're obviously a racist because you're an anti-Semite, mm. because you're an anti-Zionist. Mm. No, anti-Zionism is a human right. Is in fact a human duty, not a human it's a right. Duty. It's a duty. Anti-Judaism, uh, that's anti-Semitic. We, and we that's totally unacceptable. Condemn, uh, and condemn, we will condemn that, yeah. Absolutely. So we have to separate it as we expect the state of Israel to be separated from Zionism. And even if Israel and the Zionists and the, the, the rabbis that support it and uh, all of those uh, Israelis support it, we won't. We don't accept it. No. Zionism and Judaism are two separate things. One of them is an ancient and beautiful religion and the other is a curse on society. A racist ideology. Um, after the break, we will continue with the uh, reaction of the report and the pressure by the uh, UN Secretary General uh, on uh, the Director of the West Asia uh, uh, Department of the United Nations, uh, Rima Khalaf, uh, to withdraw the report. Uh, but uh, after the song, stay with us. Listening to Palestine remembered on 855, uh, and the song we are listening to is by a Syrian Armenian singer Faya Yunan, and uh, it says, "Binatna Bahar, between us there is a sea." So, Nasser, the report was released, and uh, it had great uh, echoes, I would say. Uh, we spoke about it, uh, not knowing that uh, it will have even greater echoes, because uh, the uh, UN Secretary General uh, asked the makers of the report to withdraw it. What happened, Nasser? Well, I, I remember, Yusuf, a couple of weeks ago, we actually we actually predicted this. You know, mm. one of one of the realities. If you come out strong for Palestine, one thing that's certainly going to happen is you're going to be told off, mm. and there is going to be a consequence to this action. God forbid you should be a human. Um, Rima Khalif, in fact, resigned. She mm. was put under pressure to withdraw the report, and Rauta's reports that she she took the step. Quote: After what she described as pressure from the Secretary General to withdraw a report accusing Israel of imposing an apartheid regime on the Palestinians. I resigned because it is my duty not to conceal a clear crime, and I stand by all of the conclusions of the report. As we know, the report you know, concluded that Israel was an apartheid regime, and it finds beyond reasonable doubt that Israel is guilty of policies and pract- uh, practices that constitute the crime of apartheid. It's like, you know, 
As if we need a report to call occupation, occupation, or to call apartheid, apartheid. However, when that happens, they make it sound like absurd, uh, the fact that there is some uh, such thing, and the Israeli uh, uh, delegation to the United Nations are referring to Rima Khalaf as an anti-Israel activist. Anti-Israel activist, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Danny Denon, the uh, Israel's UN ambassador, said... <coughs> The attempt to smear and falsely label the only true democracy in the Middle East by creating a false analogy is despicable and constitutes a blatant lie. And Nick Haley, the US envoy, she said, the United States is outraged outraged by this report. The United Nations Secretariat was right to distance itself from the report, but it must go further and withdraw the report altogether. I mean, this is on the back. Trump announced uh, new budget measures, and one of those things includes sweeping cuts to mm. the U.S. budget and uh, to the U.N. budget. And if you remember, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the power the United States exerts over the U.N. and its agenda by choosing when and how much and what program it it, it will facilitate and pay mm. for. Mm. And the, the the saddest thing is that the pressure to force Khalaf to resign or to withdraw the report means that this new Secretary General has already kowtowed to the powers and influence. He's already been obedient as he's it's supposed to be. It's not like I had hopes, but uh, we knew nothing about what would his position would look like. And that gave us really not a signal. It, it gave us uh, the reality of how his term would look like. Well, what he, what he said is that um, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to be the good house, uh, house boy and what you need me to, how, how high do you need me to jump? And, and that's <laughs> the, the saddest thing. Look, uh, from, from the Palestinian side, the BDS National Committee, the BNC... Uh, condemned, obviously, the, uh, the the UN withdrawing the report, mm. but um, congratulated the um, the report in itself. And she, the statement was, the Palestinians are deeply grateful to Director Rima Khalaf, who preferred to resign in dignity than to surrender her principles to US and Israeli bullying. Mm. And, and for that, she should be commended. <clears throat> also, I want to mention um, the reaction from the Arab from within being a person whose first language is Arabic, and uh, I have seen the great reaction from the Palestinians, the Jordanian, because Rima Khalaf is Jordanian, Mm -hmm. and she used to be uh, in the cabinet, uh, the minister for education uh, previously. And it was really great to see the Arabs united in a time of division, mm-hmm. uh, whether you, regardless of your internal politics, people were united in congratulating Rima Khalaf for, for this. Well, it's a, it's a principled and, stand, yeah, dignity. And um, also uh, the uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the president, uh, decided to give her the highest, uh, what's the word? Uh, Honor. The, uh, the highest uh, honor uh, for standing uh, yeah. uh, up to uh, the Israeli apartheid. And um, I also want to say that this gave us a little bit of hope in the semi-government, on the semi-government Arab level that we are, after we have nearly lost hope mm-hmm. in any uh, official or uh, semi-official uh, support, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a time of uh, division these days. So uh, what Rima has done uh, is really great and it gave us hope and we hope that it will continue to... Uh, to well, you know, there's an argument sometimes, you know, in protesting, you actually highlight things more than they would have been highlighted. Mm. Mm. That, in fact, if they'd left the report and didn't even talk to the report, the Americans and the uh, and the Israelis, in fact, a day later or two days later, it's just a report that Yusuf and Nasser are talking about yeah. on a Saturday morning, as opposed to what the Secretary General called this Under Secretary General and said, pull the report. 
you've got to pull the report. I'm not pulling the report. You have to pull the report. If you make me pull the report, I'll quit. Well, you have to quit then because the report's gone. That, and she did quit. And she did quit. That um, level of intervention, it, it, you know, it, it speaks volumes to the power of the lobby. And, and if you, if you, you're absolutely right, Nasser. The stupidity yeah. of nobody uh, would have seen the report except for me and you. And thank you very much for that. <laughs> and maybe Robert. Yeah, maybe Robert. <laughs> but Robert. But the, the, what what it's done is, aside from the contents of the report, somebody who's got no interest at all goes, "What's all this going on at the UN?" What are they talking about? Let me see the report. And it validates what we've been saying. Maybe they've been hearing it as grey noise in the background. But now they go, oh, this grey noise. And here we've got an undersecretary resigning because he's, she's been told that she's got to withdraw a report that she authored. And maybe there's some validity. I should have to do some independent research to see what's going on. And if you saw the press conference that she gave her resignation uh, in, it was in Beirut and on the panel next to her, there was Lebanese figures in the media, mm-hmm. uh, Talal Suleiman, uh, the uh, uh, editor-in-chief of a Safir uh, newspaper, the pro-Palestinian paper in the 70s and 80s, who we've never seen him for a while, so yeah. it was good to see him <laughs> good back. Good to see him again. And uh, so it gathered the, the momentum that we nearly uh, have lost. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. It's very polarizing. The ruins of the pro-Palestine uh, voices from within the official and semi-official Arab regime uh, was manifested uh, mm-hmm. on that resignation. And even uh, you could visualize it in the press conference. And I also want to... Uh, congratulate her for her excellent Arabic language capacity. <laughs> uh, she delivered a zero error speech. Well done, Rima. Fantastic. Nasser, I believe there's also another important uh, update we want to talk about this morning. Yeah, yeah. Now, great news. As we know, Israel is, has not only sieged Gaza, but it wants to isolate it even further. So people who are doing good work, humanitarian work in Gaza, we've got to, as Israel, destroy that. And um, a, a year or so ago, they uh, imprisoned and tortured uh, a World Vision, you know, Australian charity, World Vision in Gaza employee, Mohammed Al-Halabi, and uh, accused him of siphoning something like $50 million from funds uh, that were destined to charitable works, and he diverted into Hamas and built tunnels and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Tim Costello, Reverend Tim Costello, he said, well, we've only ever given them like $10 million. I don't know how he siphoned $50 million <laughs> off. But don't let the truth get in the way of a good Israeli story, of course. Um, DFAT has done an internal review of, of the world funding um, uh, into, into Gaza and has found nothing to suggest any diversion of government funds to aid Hamas. So the Australian government, DFAT, has exonerated him. That doesn't mean that he's free, obviously, because the Israelis uh, put uh, Mr. Halibi into solitary confinement last year when he gave an unauthorized interview to the ABC for a week. So well, we're, we're, we're thankful look, that in a fair world, we should see a similar investigation committee to for the money funneled from Australia to Israel via JNF. Yeah, you think one day? Uh, <laughs> well, they should do that. Yeah, justice yeah. will uh, will prevail. Well, we can hold our hands out. I mean, look, uh, hold our hopes up. Um, one of the realities. Uh, all that being said, I mean, Defund has still said that um, the funding should remain uh, suspended. I sponsor six kids. Um, our family sponsors six kids through World Vision Orphan Sponsorship Program in Gaza, and um, so the money that we've sent has been, you know, held into a, a quarantine account. They won't be releasing it any time soon. But look, fingers crossed that um, justice will prevail and Mr. Halabi will be set free. Um, and um, is there any? J- just very quickly, I know we're getting very into the show. Um, we're, we're 
where the Irish Republican Army and their struggle for independence from colonialism was very, very closely paralleled to the PLO struggle for Palestinian... Uh, um, struggle for freedom and for justice. Freedom, yeah, absolutely, for self-determination. For and decades. For decades, absolutely. The PLO and the IRA were so linked and so marginalized. We, we were so proud when um, uh, the IRA and Sinn Féin uh, won their freedom. One of the heroes of the IRA... Mr. Martin McGuinness passed away um, today, so we, we honour his memory and wish him to rest in peace. And as Palestinians, you know, we remember Bobby Sands. We cried when Bobby Sands died, as the Irish did when uh, Yasser Arafat died. So we want to honour Martin's, uh, Mr. McGuinness's memory, and uh, may he rest in peace. Absolutely, and um, this uh, gives us, uh, this takes us to uh, the time uh, where uh, PLO uh, was a synonym of any international struggle for uh, justice. Uh, and this tells you that the Palestinian cause is not a domestic cause. You can't be uh, an advocate for peace and justice in Ireland without supporting the Palestinians uh, because uh, it goes down to the same principle, Absolutely. anti-colonialism and freedom. And, and the, the same parallels into West Papua, into Kashmir, and the rest of the indigenous people denied their right to self-determination. I also would like to end the program by asking our listeners to send their questions if they have uh, to us. Uh, they can uh, send uh, send it by mail to 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. All they need to do is to just uh, write their questions or uh, uh, they can also uh, send them by email to our.dom. That's my personal email, our dot dome d-o-m-e at gmail.com and we will be gladly uh, uh, willing to answer if not in the coming Episodes. week the the one after and and just visit our website which is still under construction but you know 90% of the way there palestinerememberedorgorgau Thank you all for being with us. This is another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. And do tune in next Saturday, 9.30 in the morning. Until then, have a great time and salam. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.